Halsey Martin show, and today I'm talking to Charlani Fulzanders. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yes, um, I am the owner of San Aloha. I am an intuitive development coach, and what I do is I I do psychic readings and I help people develop their intuition so they can grow and expand on their spiritual gifts and abilities. So say someone came to you with a problem, just say they had an anxiety problem just for example, how would you deal with that? Mm -hmm. them a couple couple of questions like what do you think your anxiety is coming from what do you feel triggers it what's going on in your mind when this anxiety happens what are you around I would ask a lot of questions before I go into what I think would be the best course of action for that particular person have you got um have you done a lot of studying for what you've done, like um, courses and things like I that? Have, I have a certification as a life coach, and previously I was a military chaplain assistant in the Army, and I have a lot of experience helping people in the self-help field. I did what are called strong bonds events in the Army, which helped engage soldiers, couples, and single service members and their families and getting closer and helping them communicate and forming stronger bonds with each other. Yeah, because I, I, I always find it odd that the army has chaplains or priests or whatever they call them. Could you explain a little bit about what the role is of a chaplain in the army without really learning too much about army life, obviously? Um, well, a chaplain basically is there to help be a moral compass for a soldier and their family. Um, depending on what religious background they come from, there's chaplains that are Catholic priests, that are Muslims, that are Protestants. Uh, they come from just about every religion, and so there is a chaplain there that'll support whatever religious background that person is coming from. Is it harder when there's a time of crisis? Just say for argument that they might go to war or something like that. And that's always hard uh, because it's, it's, a, it's a big stress, first of all, on, on those that are there that are, for instance, deployed. Uh, from my experience, because I have been deployed, and, and let me make sure this is clear, that I was an assistant. I wasn't an actual chaplain. So I assisted the chaplain in, in whatever they needed. And so, you know, a chaplain doesn't bear arms. They don't bear weapons. I, as an assistant, did bear a weapon. So in a wartime situation, I am basically like that chaplain's personal security. It must have been so, quite a difficult job sometimes. It, it can be. You know, you always have to be on alert and 
know what's going on around you and, and you know depending on where we're going we always have to do our security beforehand to know where we're going so we can see how safe the area is you know but when it comes to a chaplain being there when there's a crisis for instance if there was a suicide bomber or if a soldier gets killed we're basically to be that support for those service members that are going through that tough time See, see, I never, see, unless you talk to people, you find these things out. That's, that's why I like doing these things, because you find little bits and pieces out. Now, you said that you do like an intuitive spell. Now, does that mean if, like, for instance, are you guided from outside, like, by spirits or anything like that? Or is that not? I don't 
done all the courses. Yeah. Right. I'm a lot better now than, than I used to be. I have moments. Uh, mm -hmm. I also have a mild vessel disease of the brain, which affects my cognitive mm -hmm. skills. So I have to deal with that okay. as well. <laughs> so that becomes yeah. a bit of an issue sometimes. Now, um, what is the hardest thing you've ever had to deal with case-wise without revealing names or... thing I've ever had to do is it's always hard to deal with someone that is going through a crisis because they are emotionally unstable and their mind and emotions are all over the place. So it, it can be challenging trying to get them to come back to center, you know, to, to be balanced and to calm themselves down. And a lot of times that happens, you know, when there's a death or a trauma has happened. For instance, people that suffer with PTSD, you know, that, that can be hard. And so it's just about engaging with them in a way to where they know that you care about what they're going through. And I think that's the most important part of what anybody does when they're dealing with other people that regardless if it's spiritual work, you know, whether it's psychics doing readings, you're dealing with people that are going through things. So it's engaging with them in a way that they know that you're there to help them regardless. Um, I can see where you're going from there. Um, I've seen, seen in the background you've got quite a lot of books. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very, yes, I'm a very, um, I love to read, yes. Is that about what you do or various other subjects? Uh, various subjects, um, from fiction to non-fiction to self-help. I do have a lot of self-help books because that's been my background for over 15 years. So, you know, it's um, a big part of my life. So say if I wanted to become a life coach, just for argument's sake, what kind of process would I have to go through? Obviously, you're in America, so it might be slightly different, but mm -hmm. I presume it's the same. Well, there's quite a few different processes that you can go to. There's quite a few different certification programs that are out there internationally, not just in America. Um, there's the Coach Federation. Um, there's Coach U. Then there are coaches that have gone through their own certification programs and now they come out with their own. So it, I tell people that are interested in this line of work to follow what you're being, where you're being led to and um, making sure that whatever program that you go with you know, speaks to your heart and that you feel comfortable with it. And it's, it's important that you're engaging with people in the process. In other words, that you're practicing with clients when you get into a life coach program because not all life coach programs are like that. So it's important for you to 
you know, have so many hours in engaging with, you know, your clients that, you know, you're spending time coaching with. So you practice before you actually get out there and coach on a professional level. Now, I presume that you, your service is private and confidential, but what would happen yes. if, if there was a crisis of conflict, say you knew someone had done something that you would know that was legally, or perhaps morally wrong, but without going into too much, what would you, how would you be, feel, would you be feeling conflicted with that? Well, unless someone's life is in danger, then, you know, then that's something that would be between me and my client. When it, But when it comes to, you know, if they are going to risk their life or someone else's life, if they are a danger to themselves or someone else, then other than that, then everything that goes on is between us. Yeah, I thought if I'd clarify that, because that's the sort of thing people do think about when they, yeah, because, yeah, and also that... And then also, because I am not a licensed therapist, I do recommend uh, very frequently with clients that come to me, I do suggest that they go to therapy, you know, they may need to see a therapist because I'm not a licensed therapist. There's a big difference. Now there are life coaches out there that are licensed therapists, you know, yeah. so. It's good to have both. It's good, good to have both, yeah. like a holistic approach, that's the correct term, isn't it? Holistic approach, yeah. That's the M word. <laughs> I feel like you've been doing it a long time. I've done the real chair. Sorry, I just told him he said something at the moment. <laughs> He's just coming in the door. <laughs> he didn't realise I was doing this. That's right. Life, the universe and everything. Um, yes, um, now, do, do you deal with mainly adults or do you um, deal with like, uh, young, younger people? Like, like young... Uh, currently, majority of my clients are adults. I have dealt with, like, an occasional teenager here and there. So, you know, that are wanting to know, and that's with their parents' permission, of course, uh, that have wanted to find out more about themselves spiritually, that they feel that they have some type of spiritual gifts that they feel they're opening up to and that they've come to me and their parent wants me to work with them. So... That's only happened on a few occasions right now, but majority of my clients are adults, yes. Have you any, have any um, spiritual event that you has made you think about life in general? Because I've had something myself about it like that. Uh, a particular spiritual event that's made me think about life. Well, um... I've had quite a few, you know, to be honest with you, I noticed that there was something different with me than with the other, with my, than with other people in my family and people that I knew at an early age. You know, when I was a little girl, I could see auras, 
and you know, I could see the the energy around people, and I could see the colors, and I could see it around myself as well. And as I got older, that tended to fade. No, that was a very open. It opened my eyes when I was older because I realized that I had been open to certain things when I was younger that I was no longer open to. And then at an early age, I noticed that I had a precognitive ability in my dreams. Many of my dreams would come to fruition. You know, they were prophetic. So that was a altering experience for me because, it, in a way, I grew up in a religious, organized religious background. I grew, I'm originally from Hawaii, and I grew up in the Roman Catholic Church. And in my day when I was growing up, these were things that you spoke about openly in a way that it was comfortable for people to talk about because if you did then you know you might find a catholic priest coming to your house doing an exorcism or something like that and for me you know that i grew up during the time when the exorcist came out and you know all those kind of movies so that wasn't something that i wanted to talk about with my family so i kept a lot of things to myself and as i got older, especially in my 20s, I began to realize through relationships with other people that, you know, what I was going through wasn't unusual. And that's when I really decided to find out how I could develop these gifts that I had because I could hear spirit and I could at times see visions and see spirit and I want to say the the biggest spiritual experience that I had that really helped motivate me to go down a deeper spiritual walk was when I actually had a visitation of angels in my room when I was in my 20s and that put me in a place where I was like okay this is this is real this isn't this isn't a game this is for real and I shared it with my best friend and she was like yeah this is that's you have you have a gift you have more than one gift and and she was gifted as well and so that really helped me along my path
strategy, then our life starts to shift in a different direction. I always ask people the same question when I talk about anything to do with paranormal or spiritualism or mediumship mm -hmm. about what, people, um, what do you think of people? There are definitely people that experience those things and I have experienced those things, but I have noticed that when I go about shifting myself into a higher energy field and you can say higher vibration, then those low energy spirits if you want to call them uh, or if some people may call them bad spirits but I just consider everything is energy and when we decide to align ourselves in a different type of vibration or a higher vibration then that type of energy tends to leave or we tend to leave or get drawn away from it. What do you think of people that may be skeptical of your what you do uh, spiritually-wise, not the other side? That's fine. There's always going to be, you know, skeptics out there, and you know, maybe down the road there won't be. I believe that what I do and the people that are drawn to me are those that are meant for me to work with. Do you believe in such a thing as people have guardian angels that look over them? Oh, yes, I do. Because I know I have my own. Well, I, I believe I, I, I've, I've told this story many times, but I'll go over again, just in case anybody else is listening. Um, I basically work with blood sugar level 1, 2, 4. I was taken straight from the department started to ICU. My wife told I was going to die. And whilst I was in a coma, I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since. Mm -hmm. And she told me to wake up, and I had the most overwhelming feeling I've ever had to wake up. Now, it could have been my brain playing tricks, I accept that. My mm -hmm. brain can produce mm -hmm. chemicals. And, uh, but I honestly, I've talked to a lot of people, and they do. They're along the same line I am. They, uh, a guardian angel. Mm -hmm. So is that your life-changing spiritual experience? Yeah, that's what got me into paranormal. Mm -hmm. You can see why. Hence why I call myself Ghostman as well. At the end, because when I was in a coma, I wasn't around. I wasn't here. Mm -hmm. I was in between okay. worlds. I was in the real world yeah. and the other world. That's why I like yes. it. Mm -hmm. That's what I think the coma is. Mm -hmm. well, I'm part of the medical time, I don't know what medical things about it, but what, what do you personally believe? I believe from what I have heard and read about near-death experiences that many people experience going into the astral plane, and they also experience meeting their loved ones that have passed on. And they've also experienced, you know, meeting their angels and meeting Jesus, meeting Buddha. There's, there's been many, many, many stories. And, you know, I, I definitely believe that we go into another realm, a higher realm, when... 
we are unconscious, basically. Yeah, because it's the final frontier. Not like, not like, you know, when they go on about space and life and universe and everything. But the real final frontier is death. Because we don't really know. There's no physical, scientific proof at the moment what, goes, what happens in the end. Obviously, you'll know when you get there. But you can't tell anybody straight away when you are. But it's the final thing that everybody has in common. No matter what religion you believe in, what culture you believe in, what colour skin you are, it makes us all equal in life. That's the one thing that everyone has in common. Yeah, we all we all die. We all die. That's that's the definite. No, because I don't look at it that way. I look at it as, I don't view death as that's the final outcome. I view it as moving forward to another chapter in our evolution, basically. Because we are spirit at our core. We just live in a physical body. And there's been plenty of scientific proof that when we die, the energy that is in our body leaves. And at the same time, it can still be felt around that person after their body, after their spirit has left their body. There's been scientific studies on this. And there's been plenty of scientific studies of when it comes to near-death experiences as well. I mean, there's just so much information out now than there was even 50 years ago when it comes to this kind of stuff. Oh, and so that's physical, you know, so... I think I saw a picture that looked like you was doing a lecture or something because you looked like you was on a lecture stand. Or, do you do that kind of thing where you go to... to I do workshops, yes. I do live workshops. I do online workshops and courses. And I work with people one-on-one. Now, if for the listeners who are listening, would you like to give them a link to anything you would like them to go to? Well, sure. I I work with a few different. I'm on a, a few different platforms. I am a psychic advisor with my tarot advisor, which is on Android and Apple devices, and that can be downloaded. And I am also in a couple of groups on Facebook. I am with Whispers, which is a Facebook group where I do psychic readings. And I am also on Ganesh Crystals and Readings, where I also do psychic readings as well. And I am also on The Psychic Eye. But my main way for people that follow me and find me is on my own Facebook page, which is called Zen Aloha, which is the name of my company and my business, and my website is charlanipuzanders.com, which is spelled S-H-A-R-L-A-N-I-P-U-U-Z-A-N-D-E-R-S. It's a very unusual name. Is it a Polynesian or something like that name? Something like that, babe? Yes. 
I'm, I'm originally from Hawaii, and my dad is Hawaiian, and Pu'u is my maiden name. Uh, I wonder, I thought that, because when I saw it, I yeah. thought it was a, I thought, oh, because I thought, oh, I would never be able to pronounce it, but, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, I apologize. It's quite all right. You're probably used to it by now. You probably get, you probably get your name shortened, I would have thought a lot. Oh, I've had it called so many different things, yes. <laughs> so, if possible, could you give me the links through your Facebook page? Yes, my the link to my Facebook page is Zen Aloha, which is Z-H-E-N-O-L... I'm sorry, Z-H-E-N-A-L-O-H-A. Zen Aloha. Uh, right. Well, I think that's all we can I can think of at the moment. I'd like to thank you for giving you your time of day. I appreciate that you've done this for me. And I, what I should do is I should send you the download link so you can listen back to it and you can use it or do whatever you want with it. Most people, okay. get, most people probably put it in the DVD back in the local post office somewhere, you know, at the back. Mm-hmm. You know. Put it in the planet Zara or wherever, I don't know, wherever they call it. <laughs> and, okay. And, um, <laughs> oh, oh, and then I'll give you the proper link to the actual my sites, um, my podcast. So you've got both versions so you can play it back so you know what it sounds like when you play it back. Okay. So, sounds great. And if possible. Could you please review my sh- podcast after you've listened to it? Oh, definitely. Good or I bad? Definitely will. It's no problem. I don't mind. <laughs> Honestly, it's the okay. best person. I think you can. Okay. Bye then. Thank you for having me. No problem. Bye. Bye.